making waves, inspiring change, opening doors to an equal future. Here on the Trapes and Globe on Wheels Disability Advocacy Podcast, host Ming Canada journeys with an array of guests through the multifaceted world of disability advocacy. Guests will share their insights and will discuss some of today's most crucial questions and topics, as well as provide perspectives into the current disability rights movement and lifestyles of people around the world. Let's make waves together in the disability movement. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Today, we have the great honor of welcoming Addie Adebaton onto the Trips and Global on Wheels podcast hour. Addie was born in Lagos, Nigeria. At the age of 15 months, he contracted polio. Uh, the effects of the virus meant that Addie was unable to use his left leg and only had partial use of his right leg. Addie discovered wheelchair basketball when he was 12 after being spotted by two physiotherapists. Addie decided to play basketball professionally. His dream to play for Great Britain at the Paralympics finally came true after 15 years Addie was selected to compete in the Sydney 2000 Paralympics. The Sydney Paralympics got good media coverage. This helped to boost Addie's profile amongst the um, British public. After starring in a documentary called Hoop Dreams for a cable channel and also featuring in the world famous PlayStation Double Life advert as, as well as presenting a wildlife show on national TV, Addie Adepaton became a familiar face in the UK with his trademark cheeky grin and flowing dreadlocks. Addie continued to represent Great Britain for five more years after Sydney. In that time, he won a bronze and a silver medal at the 2002 and 2005 European Championships. He also captained his country to a silver medal at the 2002 World Championships in Japan. In 2004, Addy Adebaton achieved his lifelong ambition, winning a medal at the Athens Paralympics. First question for you, Addy, is um, what challenges do you face as a journalist uh, with a disability that an able-bodied journalist may not, you know, have to experience? Um, I know you use a manual wheelchair due to having been diagnosed um, with polio when you were younger, and I myself was also uh, diagnosed with having uh, having contracted polio as well. And I also use a manual wheelchair, and so I'd be interested to hear, you know, the your perspective. So I, I guess when it comes to um, journalism, uh, broadcast journalism. Um, and and also, you know, I make documentaries, and I, I and I'm a travel journalist. So uh, my my form of work involves a lot of traveling around the world. First of all, it was actually getting into the profession, finding a way or a route in. That was a challenge um, because generally you don't see people like me or people with disabilities as travel journalists. Um, so to try and convince bosses, heads of TV stations that I'm the man or I'm the right person for them to send um, across the globe to, to, to report or to make a documentary or make a film for them. Um, and then once you're traveling around the world, I guess, you know, look, there are the obvious obstacles. 
luckily my wheelchair folds uh, um, and the wheels come apart so it's easy to get the chair on the plane um i've i've crawled up the side of volcanoes slept in the middle of rainforests done all sorts of things that I guess people with disabilities are kind of not expected to do. But I, I think the biggest obstacle to overcome are people's perceptions, people's mindsets. So when people, able-bodied people tend to meet someone with a disability, you know, the first thing they think about is all the things you can't do. Um, and that's the thing that you have to overcome. You have to prove to them just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean you can't do the things that, anybody else can do you just do it in a different way um and and so as that for me has always been the biggest obstacle it's not um the barriers that the world um puts in front of me it's the perceptions and the mental uh barriers or the 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 um the dis the, the discrimination that you will get from certain people who who think well someone in a wheelchair or someone with a disability can't be a journalist yeah no I, I i i definitely agree that attitude no barriers are very real and i'm glad you encountered those well-connected people and now you're on the screen and seen by millions of people i think that's so important not only as someone of color but also as someone with a physical disability and a very visible one as well with the next question what reasonable accommodation um, or adaptations had to be made for you to work, you know, as a TV presenter, journalist? Mm. That's a good question. Um, for a long time, for me, um, there was quite a big fear to uh, ask for, not so much for help, but to ask for adaptations to be made or changes to be made. Um, in order to make my life easier. Um, and one of the reasons why I had that fear is because I kind of didn't want to feel like I was a burden. Um, so one of the first jobs I had uh, working in a studio was as a children's TV presenter. Um, and you know, the studio was great, but there were steps, there were little steps to get into certain sections of the studio. Um, some of the doorways were not quite right to get into the changing rooms or dressing rooms and stuff like that. And to move to different areas needed to be right. Um, and, and for me, what I worried about was if I made a big fuss and I said to them, oh, you need to make this accessible, you need to add ramps or you need to do this and do that here and there. I thought, well, they would think, well, you know what? Hiring someone with a disability is too complicated. Let's not hire them. Um, or hire, or, or um, they might think it's too expensive, you know, and we haven't got the budget. And so I initially didn't say something. What I didn't realize is that it's everybody's human right for them to have um, a workplace that is accessible, that is um, open and, and, um, and that is prepared or, or that allows them to work in the best possible um, fashion. 
So the next question is regarding on learned and innate skills, okay? Um, so what skills have you learned on the job versus what skills did you already have innately to be a successful natural TV presenter journalist? Wow, that's a really good question. Things like, well, live TV, um, that's, that, that's, that's a skill. You know, um, when, when you're working in live TV, you'll work with an earpiece and you'll have a team. So you'll have an, an earpiece in and they'll be telling you um, what's happening next, you know, where you're going to, you know, which camera to look at. So learning to take direction through an earpiece and being able to speak and communicate to the camera without people realizing that you're getting instructions in your earpiece. Um, that can be sometimes disconcerting. The first time I had it, you know, having a voice in your ear is like, oh, whoa, this is really, really strange, you know, and, and having people, and, and there'll be lots of people in the gallery. So you're connected to an earpiece and that earpiece will be connected to a gallery. In that gallery, there'll be a director, there'll be an editor, there'll be someone control, a producer. There'll be maybe five, six, seven, eight people. Um, you know, there'll be the auto cue person um, and you'll be hearing all of those voices with a heck of a lot of information. And so having to learn how to use maybe one side of your brain to disseminate that information and understand what is useful and, and how to um, translate what is useful in your ear to a way um, that people will understand that's friendly, that doesn't sound like it's been rehearsed on camera. That was a skill that I had to learn when it comes to live TV. Um, uh, also learning to talk to time. You know, if you're uh, working on, on, on live TV and you need to go to the ad breaks, um, yeah, I, for instance, when I was um, presenting the Paralympics, you know, I might be uh, talking about, I don't know, Tatiana McFadden breaking the world record in the 400 meters. Um, and then they're saying to me in my ear, in 20 seconds, we have to throw to an ad break. Uh, and uh, after the ad break, we're going to go straight to the, the wheelchair basketball. Um, and so, in, and they'll say, but you've got 20 seconds to do that. So learning to summarize what's happened and then tell people what's going to happen and then throw to the ad break in certain amount of time, that's a skill that I've had to learn. Uh, the things that I've had innately, I've been fortunate, as you can see right here, is I'm a chatterbox. I won't. I I, I can keep talking um, for for as long as the until the cows come home, as we say in the UK. So luckily, I'm good at talking. I'm I'm a good communicator um, as well, and I I think I'm I'm good at empathising and understanding people's stories and trying to translate you know a, a person's story or their journey um to, to to the general audience thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and came away with some information that you can now take with you to create your own change if you would like more information about trapes and global on wheels please visit trapes and global on wheels.com and that's trapes in t-r-a-i-p-s-i-n and for updates and other TGOW-related news, follow our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook, both with handles Trapes and Global on Wheels, and then also LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find the links below in the description box or on our main channel page. We sincerely appreciate your support, 
and we'll catch you again next time.